Hi, I'm BK, and welcome to No Trigger Warnings Podcast. I am here with Makana today. So did you have children before you were 40 years old? No, I was, I have never been pregnant. I've never tried to be pregnant. I was never pregnant before in my life. The only two times I was ever pregnant were my two transfers I did at the very end. 2021. So my last transfers, I had one in maybe December 2020. Yeah. And again, at the beginning of 2021, because I had some frozen ones. And both times they took. And so that was the first time in my life I've been pregnant. And I started, I got married at 45. I started, we made an appointment as soon as we were married. We're both just very, uh, maybe conservative. I never tried while we were dating and I, my mother passed, I wasn't married. I hadn't even met my husband when she passed. I didn't have anyone telling me freeze your eggs or hurry up or strike oh. while we were dating. Cause of course I was head over heels and thought, yeah. um, I was going to marry him, uh, in hindsight. And I hope whoever listens to your podcast, I would want them to know to start trying already and don't wait till you're 45. Science can only do so much. Yeah. So no kids, just cats. Just cats. No kids, just cats. You need that on a shirt. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe. So you were 45 before you even started trying. Wow. Good for you, man. Some I so- know. And I didn't even think I was weird. I just thought that's what you do when you're older. You Good just immediately you. go. So we didn't try on our own and nothing. We didn't not try. So yeah. I think we got married, gosh, end of the year. And then January, of course, we had to wait to get into our RE. But I, I never thought it would be hard. Well, harder it would be hard naturally yeah but i thought with um seeing an re in a reputable one ours was um orm in portland and so i just thought they can do it science will just pay and they'll help us and we'll be successful is i just i think we were both optimists and it it didn't work out that way (laughs) but that's why we thought it would work so uh, like i said in, in hindsight i wish someone would have said get in sooner start trying when you're 40 freeze your eggs so and how long did you guys date for we so uh well too long okay so uh, there was time probably to try then yes we could okay. have but I, we never did so okay. i was 41 okay. I, had, I met him the day before i turned 41 we got engaged when i was 44 and married at 45 okay so, so yeah too long because it's like dog years when you're over certain, you know, 30 something shouldn't take you know three years to get no. married but it did and we never tried we were i wouldn't say there could have been an oops perhaps in there but of course there never was an oops but there could have been but we yeah. were not trying we were avoiding getting pregnant the whole time we were dating mm. um because we thought you you should be married of yeah. course in order to do this but looking back i wish that we had and then um He's uh, nine years younger than me. Okay. My husband. So he did. He probably didn't have much male factor, if anything, then, or did he? Um, he did. He had like cloudy, some fragmentation, cloud. It wasn't. You know, they weren't, you know, perfection, but yeah. they weren't where you would say male factor. I think it was just slow, a little bit of age, cloudy, highly fragmented, but not that it should be. Uh, a contributing factor. Okay. 
Yeah. Actually, it's really interesting that you mentioned cloudy and because I'm the blog post that I'm writing right now is about melatonin and how, you know, oxidative stress can damage sperm and things like that. And I wonder if that cloudiness kind of comes from some of that free radicals and oxidation and stuff when they're I older. I don't know. I did. I read the, it starts with an egg. I started mm-hmm. the plastics, changed the deodorant, changed the toothpaste, changed solutions. I, I did kind of change our lifestyle in his from that, but there, I can only do so much, but he's super clean eater, doesn't do alcohol. Yeah. Fitness. Good. So he was healthy, but I did try some of the surface stuff, things we yeah. put on our body. That's really and important too. She started avoiding just for living, not even for trying to conceive. That's really important, I think. But correct. And I've stuck with it, even though now we've shifted gears. We're still maintaining those same practices. Good. That's really important. I'm trying to do that as well. It's hard. When you you went to the RE first right away, you said that was in what what year was that? What month? That in year? was in January of 2019. 2019. So how long did you try? Did you do IVF at your own RE locally? Did you do retrievals or because you mentioned we did? I I want to say and blows my mind that I can't remember how many because like I mentioned earlier, you get. You get down to every detail, and then you're telling all of your online friends every day exactly what's happening, but I can't even remember. (laughs) I want to say probably three IUIs, and we did those only because something went nutty with my the eggs that were getting stimulated something went nutty and so i didn't want to do a total waste of all the meds so we would just they would make me happy by at least doing an iui so i want to say we did three iuis with orm and maybe three retrievals and maybe two transfers okay yeah you really you really went for it um and all out of pocket we were doing out it all pocket. out of pocket and just wow. paying uh, for everything. I think at one point his health insurance were willing to chip in something, but that took a full year, and then they were back to they would only reimburse us. So I would just say we were nuts. We were doing it all out of pocket, oh. just doing anything we could to oh. try to make it work here locally, and then we pivoted and switched to another RE after I think a year and a half with ORM. And I remember I had a consultation with Yellian as well. <laughs> and he, he seemed like a nice enough person, but that's who you went with yes. at life. And what did you... I thought it was awful. Okay. Yeah. It was not a good experience, but he was... Or they were the clinic that I had my my only positive tests. But they're so bad, they didn't even know I was positive or knew that it was my first time in my life having a positive pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. I They even called me and said, so sorry, because when I got my first beta, it was my first time having oh, first I remember. Yeah, it was like 40-something, which is a positive beta. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, of course, yeah. I had positive tests. Oh. I had like a 40-something, maybe 49 first beta. Yeah. And I was stoked. Oh. And they called to tell me, oh, so sorry, did it. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? Oh. Um, so they were a mess. They were a mess the whole time. But we kind of felt um, with COVID, because that was we started there at 2020. Yeah. With COVID. And I, of course, lived two flights away. It was really hard to get a direct flight into Orange County. Oh I did God. all my monitoring, like a total crazy person. I drove, I flew down 
for every monitoring, every retrieval, every transfer, I would just fly down to LA from Portland all throughout COVID. And I never got COVID. You, you know what? You you were on a mission and you had a vision. Yeah. So. And it just, yeah, it just became a way of life. It was super inconvenient, but also it was working. We have travel benefits yeah. because of my husband's job. So uh, it was standby traveling. And every now and then I would pay for one just to get on a flight if it was a retrieval. But for the most part, I just would go to the airport and just try to make my way down to L.A. every fourth day. Uh, for monitoring. So yeah, we were nice. They were definitely cheaper, but a lot of errors, very low service. One hand didn't know what the other hand was doing, but I did get two positives. That's pretty amazing. So they didn't know that, but I did. God. Really, if you would have spent $250,000 and did another 10 retrievals, you probably could have gotten a good egg. I mean, if you were... I don't know. My husband and I were both optimists, so we always just thought, let's just keep trying. If it's meant to be, it'll be. This egg, it could work. But I never made it past the second beta. My second beta numbers always dropped. Yeah. So to me, that seems so typical of what an older egg would do you know they implant and then they just kind of end like six weeks by seven weeks they're they're just kind of that sort of seems to be what kind of happens a lot yeah and i don't even think i made it seven weeks i don't know so probably two weeks to get a positive test Mm. i don't even know if i made it three weeks and i also should add i don't know so this hopefully you'll start remembering my little story we were doing all single eggs yes i remember stimming we were just taking my natural dominant egg and only harvesting one each retrieval and how many times did you do that three or four with life at least four maybe five oh man and so what was now I remember that too because I remember thinking, "What is the benefit of just doing I one know. egg?" I think with at the time because we were spending like ORM. I think I spent on average ten k for meds alone a cycle, um, and down in life, they have come from a more holistic, natural approach. And I think with more mature patients, they feel all that extra drugs could affect. Yeah. Uh, the quality. What if we just harvest your naturally occurring? I did take some meds, but I think it was just estrogen. I don't even remember. And I always would do a trigger. So, um, I always would do progesterone. So but they I were... was not doing any injectables for yeah. stems with uh, life. So they were just pretty much his plan was to try to get your egg kind of healthy and balanced and all of that and then just take it. And maybe that would help your husband's sperm as well. No, they did do. Okay, so maybe they just... Um, Every time it fertilized, when it took one egg out, because you're like, I just spent all this money, I just flew down there and flew back. I I remember one day it took me five total flights that day just to go down for monitoring. I mean, that was the level of insanity I was uh, willing to go through. But they always did... I always said ICSI. I-C-S-I. And it always fertilized. You know, you would hear numbers, oh, only so many fertilized every yeah. time it fertilized. Wow. And the implanted, that's pretty amazing. Your story is um, unique because you tried so, so, so hard. And a lot of women, when they're 43, 44, you hear that question, should I, you know, is it, should I try? Should I try? And you don't know. You want someone to tell you just flat out, yes, go try with your own eggs. It's okay. You can do that. But Dang, it it can really consume you and consume your entire bank account. Absolutely. 
I think when I, what I would tell people, cause I don't, I never shared my story with a live person other, I had one friend that knew what I was doing and that was a friend that had recommended ORM to me. And so she was the only one that was a live person that knew yeah. me, that knew what I was going through. Yeah. And then all of my online friends, and I feel like you guys saved me uh, because our uh, husbands can only do so much, especially yes. when they only have to have sex with us. <laughs> and that's all they have to do. They're not... Um, they're removed. Um, right, and they're not totally consumed by numbers, behaviors, no. uh, timing for everything. And no and one so else in life wants to hear that. I mean, who who would want to hear about that? I felt, and I know that's unique too, that yeah. I kept it so private, but I felt like it was so intense. I felt so much pressure that I didn't want a mother-in-law or a sister to say, how did it go? Did it, did it work out? And then just oh, to say, yeah. we didn't get any eggs or they didn't fertilize That's or so the transfer didn't stick. I didn't want someone else to be disappointed with me because there's no comfort in that, but it, there was a ton of comfort in telling all of you guys yeah. uh, what had happened because you, you all had been there and yeah. I just was, it's just so comforting. It was a lifeline, like a, like a, um, what are those, those things, that buoy that you throw out? What are those things called? No. Yeah. There's life preservers. Yeah. Well, what is it called? A I buoy? I don't know. One of those circles on the boat. I was like one of the older ones. I always kind of knew this is going to take a miracle. And we knew it. So luckily I had, uh, my head was right with that, that it would literally, I had a 5% chance. Um, there still, it still wasn't a zero chance. And that's what my husband would say to, um, to each other. We would say, Five percent is not a zero percent, and if they said there is no chance, there's zero percent, we wouldn't have done it. But when we heard five percent, yeah, why not? One lady she pointed out once that okay, if you have a five percent chance each cycle, then after twenty cycles, that's a hundred percent chance, right? There you go. <laughs> so I don't know if it works it's that way, but after that, so and so I we did notice looking back when I now when I talk to a single woman or someone makes a comment, I think a lot of women are naive like me and thought science can do more than they can. So I always said, whenever on all the friendships I made, it seemed if you had ever been a mom before in your life, even if it was 20 years ago, you had a better chance. If you um, were 43 or yes. under, you had a better chance too of having success with getting pregnant or with um, art because of course we know friends that tried all sorts of nutty things with yeah. their art and then they get pregnant naturally yeah so I think it's the key was giving birth to a child at one point in your life that seems to help yeah and I read the same thing just recently this week actually I was reading some some study or journal or whatever and it said the exact same thing that if you did have a previous child um, your odds are going to be better when you start in your 40s trying yeah I thought that was really interesting so it was getting very difficult for you, um, I'm sure, when you were at life. Tell me about that. When did you know that you had to change gears? The life that it was, I was not happy with them, their level of care, and also um, just disappointed we weren't, um, it wasn't working. And I think that we had by then had had close to 10, eight-ish retrievals combined and felt like we probably did enough yeah. and maybe this wasn't the way it was going to happen. So I think time, because it went from uh, two full years. We did two full years of 
uh, every single cycle trying to do something for mm. two full years. So, so were you 47 I, then by the time you were having this I discussion was, with your husband? By the time we ended, I was still... What was I? I'm 48 now. What was I? 46. In spring of 2021, I would have been 47, so I guess. Almost 47. When I stopped, and more so, and then we kept doing, and I don't know if it's silly or not, but we, I still kept tracking ovulation. I don't I'm have a uterus anymore, and I am still freaking tracking my. <laughs> travels for work so that's it was always an extra challenge too and I would sometimes fly places just to be with them when I was ovulating I mean full level nuts which I think you kind of have to embrace in order yeah. to be successful or give yourself the best chances to be all in so yeah. I used to fly around whenever yeah. I was ovulating you're not the only one I do I do wonder if it's silly that I even still track the ovulation and still try to get the deed in uh, when I'm ovulating. No. Even at 48. No, it's not. It's not. No. Are you kidding? I would. Okay. Yeah, I totally would. Have you, now, did you ever I, look into the red light or? I had the red light. I started doing it. It was towards the end. Read all about it. Got mm -hmm. on board. So everyone kind of has something their their body did for fun. Good challenge for you. Mm -hmm. For me, my body would ovulate early. I forgot what it was called, but I would sometimes start ovulating by the time my period ended. Yeah. So... If you're not supposed to use the light when you're on your period, correct? Mm-hmm. And then you're not supposed to use it when you're ovulating. Yeah, I'm, that would... I'm kind of hosed. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was the challenge I was given is that I would I would immediately start throwing a follow up. Me, I would have primed myself with estrogen to calling him back saying, Why would you have me do this when I already am have that estrogen dominance at my baseline? But they said we got to start right with the first sign that my period's coming, that I would do the priming, estrogen priming. Yeah. And I still have old um, estrogen, so I still sometimes do that. Well, just hey. to try to stretch it out. Yeah. But that's why I think the light didn't always work for no, me. No, yeah, that would be hard. I'd have a huge follicle at baseline because my body was just so excited to I mean, pop out. if you were still, you know, tracking ovulation monthly, it wouldn't hurt just to stick that thing on your ovaries any time of the month. It still helps what's going on in there. So I'm just saying, I'm just yeah, going to throw well, that out to anybody I listening. Just, I just looked at my abdomen. I'm like, what is still going on in there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But I do have it. And I know there was so much success from that red light for so many for some of women, my friends yeah. online. Did you consider sperm donor or egg donor? I would lay in the bathtub when it, something didn't work out, and I would look at the profiles of donor, uh, egg donors. Okay. Just like dating on, you know, like a dating profile. I would look through all the women and consider that, and I was totally for it. My husband was not. Okay. I think he thought that was too much science. Yeah. But okay, being 48 that. now, I wonder... And I do know that some of our friends are like, I wish I would have went to donor egg sooner. I feel like uh, them. I feel like, oh, I could have tried it sooner. But you have to scratch the itch of can my body do this? You have to find out on your own. At least I had to. Yeah. You know, and you could always still do embryo transfer. Your husband's probably going to say, why did you talk to that lady? And when I was, so we switched insurance.
conferences again at the start of 2021 when we were wrapping up with life and our new one was Kaiser and Kaiser has some coverage. So I did a video consult with them and I got the worst doctor ever. And she's <laughs> like, you're 47 years old. You could die giving birth. Oh my gosh. Several, several different ways told me that I what that my chances of having a heart attack, my chances of not surviving the childbirth. So she was not an advocate of me getting pregnant no, okay. in Clearly. any way possible. So that freaked me out. But I also was new enough to know that this was just this one particular doctor. I didn't agree with her. And I do feel I'm healthier than most women my age. But that was a little alarming to have someone say that I would probably die if I did give birth, whether it was my egg or someone else's. You know, else's that's, I'm egg. sorry, but that's, that, just to say that who someone, because they are late 40s, would die having, I mean, they would probably know, give you so a cesarean I. anyway. Let's just face that, unless you are totally against it, then you probably, but they would probably give you a cesarean early. It would be completely planned, and that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, yeah. that's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so even though I did it, I, I just decided, mental note, never talk to this doctor again. Um, I think that may have been part of it, too, where I just thought it's a pivot. Uh, we we yeah, 100% know that we will be parents, but how? So then my husband wasn't open to egg donor or embryo donation. So then we just pivoted and thought um, adoption, which we had always, even when we were dating, thought was could be an option too so it wasn't too far off to pivot to adoption so that's um when we switched and found an agency in the spring of last year 2021 and, and that's so beautiful that's how is that Thank going you. now that is a lot of waiting just as um you probably have heard um just waiting a lot of paperwork a lot of testing so i guess there's some similarities and then is, Financially, we're probably like, uh, we're about 14000 in mm. just in all of the home studies and wow. profile books and um, some fees to our agency. Okay. But even, I mean, we're fourteen k in and we do not have a child. Oh, my So we're signing, I kind of have like thirty k saved up for uh, whenever it happens and we actually have birth mom expenses and also fees related to the adoption process so it feels like we will spend just as much in the adoption process as we did uh doing a, a several rounds of we single egg retrieval do you and regret spending and the crazy flights no, and the i don't i don't regret it i i think we both just we are uh, Christians, we just have a lot of peace that, oh, we sure did give it our best you shot. You really did. And it just wasn't how, where our baby's supposed to come from. He's, he, she, it's going to come somewhere else. And yes. we're really looking forward to meeting him. <laughs> yes. Cannot wait. So I, I don't know if you can do this when you're adopting. I know nothing about it. So I might ask some really silly questions here. But can you say, I want a newborn? Can you say yes. that? You can. That's, what, that's all we said. Does that make it take longer? Um, with So 
U.S. birth rates are down, and then they dipped again with COVID. I'm not sure why they were down. And, and here's a statistic. Our, so before, I want to say maybe back in 2019, they used to have 24 placements a year. Our particular agency that's local to Portland, they are, it's called Choice Adoptions here in Portland. They okay. used to have 24 placements a year. They now average 12 placements a year. 30 families active on um, their website. So they have 30 families that are home study approved, ready and waiting, just this one agency. So they're they're, uh, 50% of what they used to be. Wow. Do they just work with young children or do they work with all the way up to... They they don't do any sort, and we chose not to explore foster care. We are doing just um, an infant. So I, I believe that's up to a year, maybe two and we had, I don't want to say a scare, I don't like the word, a false alarm. We had a false alarm where we were almost the parents of a three-month-old oh back in October, where we just got a call on a Saturday. We were heading down to a football game, and someone picked us on the website. Mm. She had a live baby. She had a mm. three-month-old. And we never thought that oh. could, that the child could already be here. Uh. I didn't even own one thing for a baby to go pick up a baby in two days or whatever so it was a a false alarm it didn't work out but that is what could happen and that's what normally happens is calls from hospitals you don't get the lead up you don't get the prop of in six this birth mom picked me and in six months we will be here it could be six hours well how did you feel when that happened because i just got chills and it's not even me i know what had happened was birth mom was pregnant. She already had a child. She was not expecting this one. She was planning on giving the baby up for adoption once she was here, but the baby came considerably early. Okay. And then she was in the NICU for several oh, months. That's so really that's hard. why she, she stayed the baby's mom. I, I'm pretty sure she visited the baby too. Okay. Uh, maybe a little bit of bonding. Yeah. Um, because that was one thing that they had said she was not, well, I think she was deliberately trying not to bond, yeah. even though she did visit in um, the NICU. And this all sounds horrible, of course, too, for her to have. Yeah, a few and months so early. She or did, I think she visited the baby. Then when the baby came out of the NICU, then she's, of course, already having, you know, a two month old. And so at three months, they started the looking into families to consider and it didn't work out she considered two at ours and then even to the say I just wonder I just know that she's with the right mom and that she's supposed to be with and it could very well be the birth mom and that that happens often too that they yeah. change their mind uh last minute yeah. too so she could just the birth mom could have decided to parent and being, or they ended up finding someone being I don't who know. you are I'm sure it hurts but the best for that baby to be with yes yeah and again we just know we'll get the right one and this one it didn't work out but what was my 48 hours like we did a zoom call with them and they're like when could you meet up and i was like i don't have a car seat i don't have a single bottle i bought a bunch of stuff it was fantastic and i think some people avoid stocking up on some things just because they don't want to feel bad every time they see it but i have that type a personality where i just told my husband i need to have a place a safe place for baby to sleep I need to have a car seat. Um, I need to have, you know, we have blankets. I just, 
I've been slowly acquiring more stuff, and it's just Good. in the closet. But now I'm ready. Oh, we get another 48-hour notice <laughs> or six-hour notice. Uh, I'm ready. You're ready. So that almost happened in um, October, and that wow. was like one month in. So now we're about six months in okay. of being approved and just waiting. And they have a there's one website that's kind of like a dating website called Adoptimist, and we are on there. And that gives um, a chance for birth moms to look through a bunch of profiles that everyone has an agency, but it like um, it's just like having little profiles. You can just flip through, and if you want to see that they live near you, or maybe you want someone that lives far away from you. So, okay, so you have a choice. On what they want. Okay. That's we, great we did, information. So back to your question, we, we did say yes, we only want an infant. And they'll ask, like, uh, gender. I did notice a lot of the other waiting families that already have kids, because I would say half do, uh, they are more gender specific. We only okay. want a girl to complete our family or yeah. we only want a boy to complete our family. We're, we're does, open to. So does that make it better for you? Like, does that make it more... They say that the odds are better for those without children already. But we are six months in and still waiting. And then there's an interesting uh, procedure at our particular agency when the birth mom doesn't care. Because uh, she'll know that, of course, the families are all vetted and approved and background checked all the way through. If the birth mom doesn't care who the parents are uh-huh. the agency picks the longest waiting family oh well would waiting. you recommend choice i would i yeah. would yeah. even though we haven't been placed yet i i, I am happy with them That's we did good. consider other agencies too but i would recommend choice i think they're they're doing a good job that's great i'm so happy so so just waiting yeah so you're just any, waiting any day wow i mean one way or the other. I mean, it all came to this point. So, no, I, I don't regret anything either. I mean, you guys did try hard. You really tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I, I feel like we exhausted all of the art. We are still low-key trying naturally. And I think a baby will just appear. We absolutely are expecting that to happen. But I wanted to have already happened 100%. But then it wouldn't have been the right one. So we're just, we're just waiting and hoping. Well, you know what? By Christmas, by this Christmas, you never know. You might have a. Oh, I, I already think a hundred percent it will be. Yeah. But by last Christmas, I thought, oh, and I, oh, I, I remember when in October, when we got that call and they're like, how soon would you be able to pick her up? And I thought, am I going to need a Halloween costume? I'm like on Etsy <gasps> buying Halloween costumes. Oh. Now that seems if the baby was quite early, um, there are a lot of, you know, things that could go wrong or conditions that the baby would have. Mm-hmm. Do I'm surprised that the baby was in the NICU and they contacted you. Just oh, because... No, the, we saw the baby. She was she had been out. I think she's okay. been out at least a month. Oh, okay. she was three... And then this is because you're so, a mom expert. So <laughs> if a baby is three months old... Uh, but they came two months early. Adjusted. They're still three yeah. months old, right? Yeah. So no, yeah, no, they aren't. Um, my yeah, something with the math. My son was six weeks early, and they adjust the age. So they don't they don't expect him to be doing things that a three month old would do until he's six weeks past a three month old. 
because he was so if the baby was born two months early they wouldn't expect her to do what a six-month-old did until she was eight months and even longer actually because they've been through a lot of trauma i mean my son even in the NICU just for 22 days it traumatized him it really did traumatize him I can tell the difference between my three children I had before and him. There is a very big difference. His anxiety, open to anybody. He never had that, I'm afraid of strangers. Never, because he was around strangers 24-7. It was just really different. Really different. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they do. So in this particular case, they didn't give us a write-up on the birth mom. They just kind of gave us some verbal because it was so unique. The baby was already here. And it wow. was one, would you be willing to take a three-month-old girl that is a lot I say that only because you would always think that it's a pregnant mom reaching out, but this yeah. one, she was three months old. Wow. Um, so what we normally get, a typical month, we'll get a little uh, email saying, we have heard from a 27-year-old mom, dad's not in the picture, mom is Caucasian, dad is Latino, mom has a history of depression, or she mm. doesn't have anything. So they do give us a workup okay. on the birth parent and any information they have on the father. Uh, they'll Even if, she'll, if she has preferences, they would like, a Christian family. They would okay. like someone that lives near blank. They would like to see the baby once a year. They would like no contact with the baby. So we always usually get a little bit of a bio on each scenario that comes up. And then you write back saying, yes, please consider us. No, please don't consider us. So we do get little profiles. That's nice. But yeah, Keeps you in the loop. The one that was a surprise in October was just a really unique situation because baby was already here. Wow. Hmm. Well, that's interesting that they called you. I mean, would that mean I that know, maybe but you're... No one else has. We have gotten a couple of other direct emails from the Adoptimist uh, website that have reached out because they liked our profile, but nothing since. Someone else is getting their baby and each of us ha has one coming. So it just would be one less uh, <laughs> family in the pool. Yeah. Um, and everyone finds the right. Uh, family. So we just continue to wait. It's been six months since we've been approved. It's been six months of waiting. And I bet if uh, I don't want to have to renew. So you, everything only lasts a year. We'd have to renew our home study, renew oh, our papers, no. background checks, everything. I would think they try to do such it. an optimist. I would say with I would hope by October of this year that we will already have. Yep, you're going to have a pumpkin. You're going to have a pumpkin for Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> a little pumpkin. I already have a Halloween costume because <laughs> I antically bought one last year. That is adorable. Um, I hope you would consider, you know, doing a little update. And that would be yeah. so wonderful. I do catch myself. And that's how I kind of see what you're up to. Is like, just to go back on, because you formed such a bond with these other women. We're all going through the same thing. We're all there to support each other and encourage each other. And so it's hard to not know what your friends are up to and to see kind of full circle. Where are they now? Pictures of their baby once they have yeah. it. I do every now and then, even though I'm not going through the art. Um, process anymore is to go back into those art threads yeah. because they're so supportive yeah. to I their know. own little community. Yeah, I thought about you often offline, you know, all of the ladies, I still do think about people often. You know what it's like and you wonder, oh, well, what happened to them, you know? What? And you don't know I if know. they... I just but hope. I would, I, 
whenever I did hear uh, bad news or sometimes even good news and someone taking uh, good news poorly, um, sometimes I would I I would just type and say, you will get your turn. And I do feel that way. Everyone is going to get a turn. It's sometimes not as fast as you want, but nice to go back on and see so-and-so that did all sorts of stuff or barely did anything and it still happened. It's just everyone has a turn and your turn is coming and my turn is coming. It's true. Everyone will get a turn. Don't it's fall into despair. If something doesn't doesn't seem to be working out, just pivot and yeah, keep pivot. believing and find your find your people. Yeah, and you can start out on this journey thinking, okay, we're gonna do this, and this is how we're gonna have a baby, and I'm never gonna do that. And I did the same thing. I said those things. And when you when you go through the the months and the months and the months. Things change. I promise things do change, you know? Absolutely. And you be so true. Yeah. You become thankful for everything that you're given. Absolutely. Thank you for being on No Trigger Warnings podcast. I'd love to. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Me too. So, and I will be excited to have you back. So. For an update, like a second date update. Yes. 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 I'm going to have such a great update. You are going to have the best update. (laughs) And I can't wait to hear your next update too, friend. Thank you. Until next time, have a great week and I will see you next Saturday.